writes these words, I rejoice in the Lord greatly that now at last you have received your concern for me. Indeed, you were concerned for me, but had no opportunity to show it. Not that I am referring to being in need, for I have learned to be content with whatever I have. I know what it is to have little, and I know what it is to have plenty. In any in all circumstances, I have learned the secret to being well-fed and to going hungry, of having plenty and of having need and being in need. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. Word of God for the people of God. We've been hearing some good music this morning, haven't we? Okay, I'm going to give you a little sample of some more good music. like Mick Jagger, but that opportunity is come and gone. Yeah. That's an example of, of what we know as pop music, or it was back during the time. Pop music, and you all know what pop music is, and you know what pop culture is, but did you know there's such a thing as a pop Bible verse? There is, and we just got through reading one this morning. Philippians 4.13 is one of those pop Bible verses. I bet you know it so well you could say it with me. I want you to say it with me. I can do all things through him who strengthens me, through Christ who strengthens me. Yes, everybody knows that. And it's, it's one of those verses you see people have tattooed on their skin. Or maybe maybe they're doing needlework and they... They cross-stitch a little thing with, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, and they frame it and put it on the wall. I can't tell you how many times I've seen this on a beautiful refrigerator magnet, and you place it on the refrigerator as if you remind yourself when you go to reach in and eat a whole pint of Ben and Jerry's um, Cherry Garcia. Uh, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can eat this whole thing. Or maybe I cannot eat this whole thing through Christ who strengthens me. But it's really, really that popular a verse. You know that a verse has crossed over the line and, and become a pop verse when you see it somewhere like this. Can you show that picture for me, Matthew? Yeah, you remember that? Remember Tim Tebow? On the eye black, Philippians 4.13. Yeah, yeah, that was a very kind of popular thing. Now, I'm all for people reading more Bible verses. Hear me on this. But sometimes when we pop one out of its context and we just use that little Bible verse, we have a danger of using it in the wrong way, maybe misusing it. And, and to tell you the truth, as much as I love football, Philippians 4.13 isn't about scoring more touchdowns. It's not. It isn't about reaching your sales goal at work. Maybe you have it framed on your desk at work, and it's, it's not about making an A on your next calculus test. It's not about any of that. Really what it's about is satisfaction. It's about satisfaction. So, 
when Mick Jagger says, I can't get no satisfaction, then I'm kind of feeling it because we, we're not very satisfied because we've got it mixed up. Contrary to popular belief, satisfaction doesn't come by getting more. It doesn't come by getting more. But we try, and we try, and we try, and we try, don't we? We just think if I just had a little more of this, or I just had a little more of that, then I could be satisfied. About 15, 16 years ago, I, I discovered something that turned out that maybe I would have been better off not knowing about. There's this online auction site called eBay. Who knows about eBay? Some of you shaking your head. You know where I'm going with this. You see, eBay isn't good for somebody who's like me, uh, who is a guitar-holic. Hi, my name is Sam. I'm a guitar-holic. You're supposed to say, hi, Sam. That's the way we do it at GA, you know. But no, I've always loved guitars, and, you know, I can kind of keep that uh, where it needs to be in my life. As long as I have to go to a store to look at them, or maybe a catalog, and, but then I discovered eBay, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, anytime you want to, pull that stuff right there. Thousands and thousands of guitars. Ooh, look at that one. Ooh, look at that one. And so it started to really kind of get to me. I had stars in my eyes, you know? And then one day I kind of crossed the line and I made a bid on one. But I didn't get it. Because I didn't really know how to do the bid thing. And, but then I just kind of kept at it a little bit. And I figured out how to do this and when to do this and how to make it work. And then came the day when I won a guitar I was bidding on. And oh, the feeling of satisfaction. Wow. Only slightly nagging in the back of my mind was how am I going to tell Tammy about this? But I won. You see, I won. And then it came in the mail and I got took it out of the box and ooh, that feeling of satisfaction. You get that guitar and I played it. It was just so good. But it just didn't last very long. Because you see, then I was looking at these other guitars and ooh, look at that one. Ooh, look at that one. And so it just really, honestly, it just got out of hand. And sometimes I do not know how my sweet wife puts up with me. She deserves a gold star. But I guess, I don't know, through some kind of uh, self-imposed intervention or something, I, I just realized how out of hand this has gotten one day, or maybe it was my wife, uh, uh, a wife-imposed intervention, but I finally realized something's got to go, and uh, if that's God calling, telling we're, we're all here. <laughs> so uh, I put an ad in the paper, and I listed all of these uh, guitars that I, I Thinning the herd, so to speak, down to just what I needed instead of all the stuff that I wanted. And a couple of days, I got a call from another guitar holic. He was raring to go. He's the one who really wanted to look at these guitars, and I just happened to be going to drive by his house the next day. And I said, I'll bring them by and let you look at them. So I go in, and have you ever watched those movies where they have hoarders, you know, the thing? Well, this is what his house looks like except with guitars. He, he, he was just beyond the pale. Uh, and I, I came in there and met him, really nice guy. And I saw the gleam in his eye when I took that first guitar out, the little gleam. I recognized the little gleam. And he said, ooh, look at that one. And then I took the other ones out, you know, and, and 
he said i'll just take them off and i expected him to want to haggle on the price or anything he said no no this price is reasonable i'll just take them off and i expected him to pull out a checkbook or something and he takes out a coffee can you know folders coffee can pulls out a stack of cash and he starts counting out some money in my hand and he must have seen the look on my face like then he just looked at me and he winked and he said what my wife don't know won't hurt me <laughs> that was his secret stash for buying mr cars yeah but it doesn't last i don't know have you ever struggled with that lie i mean it's a big old lie a big fat lie that satisfaction comes with more maybe it's not guitars for you maybe it's i don't know maybe it's cars or antiques or or shoes or adventures or money or i don't maybe it's recognition you know recognition at work or the number of likes that you get on your social media pictures or if i could just get a little bit more that lie that says if i could just get more i'd be satisfied it's a lie it's a lie because true satisfaction isn't about having at all it isn't about having it's first about being and then about doing see the letter that paul writes to the philippians is really a four chapter thank you note uh, because his circumstances are like this he's in prison in rome don't think of it as a conventional prison with bars and things like that it's kind of like house arrest which doesn't sound too bad until you remember he was chained to a roman guard the whole time chained to a roman guard just on the side note how would you like to be the roman guard that was chained to paul that guy got preached to a lot but he's chained he can't really he can't really do anything but his friends can bring him stuff right and so the philippian church takes up a collection and they send this guy named epaphroditus and he comes to to rome and he gives this stuff and paul writes this note back this letter back and sends it back to philippi with epaphroditus he does thank them for their support he really appreciates it but he doesn't say anything about it till the very end of the letter all of the rest of the letter is all about joy he says more than 19 times in this letter he mentions joy and rejoicing and gladness and you think man your circumstances are kind of lousy how can you be so happy how can you have such contentment how can you rejoice all the time and he could do that because he had learned the secret and the secret is this true satisfaction doesn't come with what you have it isn't even about having freedom it's about being in the right place with your heart and your mind and paul's heart and mind was in the right place he he had a thankful heart if you're if you're following along your outline i have some scriptures that go along with this from the letter of philippians he's thankful every time he turns around he's giving thanks he's humble he says let the mind of christ be in you that that emptied himself and took on the form of a slave he is not stuck in the past he said i'm forgetting what's behind and i'm pressing forward toward what's ahead he is prayerful he's not anxious he says don't worry about anything but pray about everything with a thankful heart and then he says the scripture we read in philippians 4 11, he said i've learned to be content with whatever i have and being in that place 
in his heart and in his mind. Being in that place brought him peace and satisfaction and joy. It wasn't about having anything. It was about being. But you know, in addition to being, we've got to do, don't we? There are things that we have to do. We have to get it done. And sometimes they're really, really hard. Paul was in prison and was coming up to trial. And he had no idea if he was going to get out of prison or if he was going to be executed. But he had to do what he had to do. And, well, he was limited into what he was could do. He was chained to a prisoner, uh, to a Roman guard. But he could write letters, couldn't he? And over half our New Testament comes from the fact that Paul was doing what he could do even when he was in prison. He was writing letters, and 2,000 years later, here we are still reading them, still getting blessed by them. Aren't you glad that Paul found the strength to do what he could do? How could he even do that? How, how could he even do that? Now we find out where Philippians 4.13 really comes from. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can do that difficult thing that I have to do. I can, I can be okay because Christ is sufficiency for me, not myself, not others, not things. This thank you letter doesn't sound much like a thank you letter focusing on the stuff that Paul got sent because, you see, he was already grateful. He was already satisfied. Paul knew this, and I want you to hear this loud and clear. Paul knew that in Christ, he was enough. In Christ, he was enough. All the other stuff didn't matter. He was enough if he threw a touchdown pass. He was enough if he threw an interception. You see, he was enough. He had peace like a river in his soul. You see, if we don't know deep down that we're enough in Christ, then no amount of things is ever going to make us enough. No amount of money, no amount of adventure or thrills, no amount of romantic relationships, nothing is ever going to make you enough if you're not enough in Christ already. That's the satisfaction. That's what I want. Let's pray. Oh, Lord. Sometimes we look for love and satisfaction and contentment in all the wrong places. Forgive us. As we come now to receive the bread of life and the cup of salvation, help us to take that into our lives knowing that you are all sufficient to satisfy us in Jesus' name.